0: Letter forty five of the Sylph. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. The Sylph by Georgiana Cavendish, Duchess of Devonshire. Letter forty five to Colonel Montague. I acquainted you some time since of Stanley's affairs. Being quite deranged, and that he had practised an unsuccessful manoeuvre on Bludenel. A pretty piece of business he has made of it, and his worship stands a fair chance of swinging for forgery unless I contribute my assistance to extricate him by enabling him to replace the money. As to raising any in the ordinary way, it is not in his power, as all his estates are settled on old Stanley. He, Sir William, having no children and he is inexorable there may be something to be said for the old fellow's favour too he has advanced thousand after thousand till he is tired out for giving him money is really only throwing water into a sieve in consequence of his hasty letter written by the baronet begging me to use all my interest with Boudinell, i thought it the better way to wait on stanley myself and talk the affair over with him and as he had promised to subscribe to any terms for my security to make these terms most pleasing to myself besides i confess i was unwilling to meet sir george about such a black piece of business not choosing likewise to subject myself to the censures of that puritanic mortal for having drawn stanley into the love of play i found sir william under the greatest disorder of spirits brooksbank was with him that fellow carries his conscience in his face he is the portrait of villainy and turpitude for god's sake my lord cried sir william this you know being his usual exclamation what is to be done in this cursed affair all my hopes are fixed on the assistance you have promised me why faith sir william i answered it is as you say a most cursed unlucky affair i think Brooksbank has not acted with his accustomed caution As to what assistance I can afford you, you may firmly rely on. But I had a confounded tumble last night after you left us. By the by, you was out of luck in absenting yourself. There was a great deal done. I lost upwards of seventeen thousand to the young cub in less than an hour, and nine to the count, so that I am a little out of elbows, which happens very unfortunate at this critical time then i am ruined for ever no no not so bad neither i dare say what say you to lady stanley's diamonds they are valuable oh christ they are gone long ago i told her i thought they wanted new setting and supplied her with paste which she knew nothing of till this morning that she offered them to me all this i knew very well for d the jeweler told me so but i did not choose to inform his worship so much you have a large quantity of plate all melted my lord but one service and that i have borrowed money on well i have something more to offer but if you please we will dismiss mr brooksbank i dare say he has other business he took the hint and left us to ourselves when we were alone i drew my chair close to him he was leaning his head on his hand which rested on the table in a most melancholy posture. Stanley, said I, what I am now going to say is a matter entirely between ourselves. You are no stranger to the passion I have long entertained for your wife, and from your showing no resentment for what I termed a frolic in the night of the masquerade, I have reason to believe you will not be mortally offended at this, my open avowal of my attachment. Hear me, for he changed position and seemed going to speak. I adore Lady Stanley. I have reportedly assured her of the violence of my flame, but have ever met with the utmost coldness on her side. Let me, however, have your permission. I will yet ensure my success. What, Biddle, consent my own dishonor? What do you take me for? What do I take you for? cried I, with a smile, in which I infused a proper degree of contempt what will sir george Boudinell take you for you mean curses everlasting curses blast me for my damned love of play that has been my bane and i offer you your cure the remedy is worse than the disease then submit to the disease and sink under it sir william your humble servant cried i rising as if to go bidulph my dear bidulph cried he catching my hand and grasping it with dying energy what are you about to do you surely will not leave me in this damned exigency think of my situation i have parted with every means of raising more money and eternal infamy will be the consequence of this last cursed subterfuge of mine transpiring oh my god how sunk i am and will you not hold out your friendly arm? i have already offered you proposals i replied with an effect of coldness which you do not think proper to accede to would you consign me to everlasting perdition will you make no sacrifice to extricate yourself yes my life what tyburn damn on the thought oh biddulph biddulph are there no other means Reflect the honour of my injured wife. Will not that suffer by your undergoing an ignominious death? Ah, oh, why do you stretch my heart-strings? Julie is virtuous and deserves a better fate than she has met with in me. What a wretch must that man be who will consign his wife to infamy? No, oh, sunk, lost, and ruined as I am, I cannot yield to such baseness i should be doubly damned you know your own conscience best and how much it will bear i did not use to think you so scrupulous what i offer is as much for your advantage as my own nay faith for your advantage solely as i may have a very good chance of succeeding with her by and by when you can reap no benefit from it all i ask of you is your permission to give you an opportunity of suing for a divorce lay your damages as high as you please i will agree to anything and as an earnest will raise this sum which distresses you so much i'm not tied down as you are i can mortgage any part of my estate what do you say will you sign a paper making over all right and title of your wife in my favor there's no time to be lost i can assure you your uncle stanley's lawyer has been with Boudinell. you know what hopes you have from that quarter FOR THE SOONER YOU ARE OUT OF THE WAY, THE BETTER FOR THE NEXT ERROR. YOU NEVER SAW A POOR DEVIL SO DISTRESSED AND AGITATED AS STANLEY WAS. HE SHOOK LIKE ONE UNDER A FIT OF A tertian ague. I USED EVERY ARGUMENT I COULD MUSTER UP, AND CONJURED ALL THE HORRIBLE IDEAS WHICH WERE LIKELY TO TERRIFY A MAN OF HIS CAST, THREATENED, SOOTHED, SNEERED. IN SHORT, I AT LAST GAINED MY POINT, AND HE SIGNED A COMMISSION FOR HIS OWN cuckoldom which that i may be able to achieve soon dear venus grant i took him with me to consult with our broker about raising the money in the evening i intend to visit the lovely julia oh that i may be endued with sufficient eloquence to soften her gentle heart and tune it to the sweetest notes of love but she is virtuous as stanley says that she is most truly yet who knows how far resentment against her brutal husband may induce her to go if ever woman had provocation she certainly has oh that she may be inclined to revenge herself on him for his baseness to her and that i may be the happy instrument of effecting it gods what a thought is there adieu biddulph letter forty five